0: takes a long time. <laughs> I smile for their thumbnail. And I'm going to press that button. Go live. And we are live. We're live across all three of our networks, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. We come to you uh, six days a week at 2 p.m. Arizona time, uh, which currently is Pacific time, soon to be changing back to mountain time. We don't change, but the world changes around us. I think that says something about us, ladies and gentlemen. The world changes; we stay the same. Um, 2 p.m. our time. We come to you over three platforms: ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, where you can just listen in. You can just kind of sit back and put your feet up there on a on a whiskey barrel, you know, and put a piece of hay in your mouth and just enjoy the day. Uh, we do that. Uh, hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. The entire um, the entire uh, living on a thin line family is beginning to pop on now. Hello, Jim Perry. He says, you are alive. We're happy about this. Yeah, so far so good, Jim. Uh, We're on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We're on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. And, um, of course, here on Facebook Live on my personal page. Uh, Soon, this week, we'll start out actually going out on Zoom Live, which uh, should increase uh, our uh, listener and viewership by maybe two whole people. Who knows? You never know. There's DJ Payne. Uh, We're all coming in here. Um, The show is uh, on three uh, networks. It's built around... uh, Three platforms, not networks. I want to be exact. Um, We come to you uh, every day, and we have shows built around three things. Your questions and comments, as they pop up here on the aforementioned social media platforms, we try to get to them. Although I know for a fact the other day that my grandson and my daughter were watching me downstairs, and they were making comments on YouTube, and I didn't catch them. And I feel terrible. I feel terrible about that. Uh, so I will try to catch your YouTube comments if you're YouTubing it. Uh, it's built around that. It's built around some uh, memorabilia, or artifact, or uh, autograph, or uh, commemorative T-shirt, or, or uh, uh, something like that that we uh, show and then try to weave a story around. I got something interesting for you today. I think I think we're going to uh, I think we're going to gin up some controversy, controversy here on Living on a Thin Line because uh, you're going to have to make a decision. Not a big decision. Not like you know. Well, should I start wearing dresses or uh, shave my beard? Uh, You won't have to make those decisions, but um, there are decisions to be made. Uh, And also then we recommend um, one or two artists or pieces of music based off our vast and deep vinyl album and compact disc collection. I'm going with one album today, one artist, two songs off of one album. Uh, I could go with a hundred songs and they won't be this artist's best songs because this album is not their best album, but it's a great album. It's a great album. So, um, uh, But we, it's the album that we have. It's the one that I found on top of the pile. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll be doing that. Hello, Kelly Wilson. Uh, Jim Perry votes dresses. Already the controversy begins. Jim Perry, you know, what happens to a man in his 40s, Jim, you start questioning things, you go, I don't know, how important is all of this, I'm just going to be me, I'm just going to be free, Jim Perry is watching, uh, I'm already talking to him, let me tell you a little bit about Jim Perry, besides being someone who I admire very much, he uh, has one big problem in life, and that is he puts salt on his pizza, that's right, there, I'm outing you as a pizza salter, that's what you are in life, Jim, a pizza salter, Uh, I've never met anyone in my life who puts salt in their pizza. Uh, but Jim does. But besides all of that, he is the owner and uh, my business partner of JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona. If you're in the greater Gilbert area, and we believe that encompasses all of North America, uh, you should go check out a show there this coming week at JP's Comedy Club. You can find them at jpscomedyclub.com. Jonathan Gregory. Let me tell you a little bit about Jonathan Gregory. You've never seen a show. Like a Jonathan Gregory show, you will never see another show like a Jonathan Gregory show. He is bar none hands down one of the funniest and most unique stand-up comics in the greater Phoenix comedy scene in Arizona, in the Southwest, in the entire country in my estimation. If you want to see something special, and isn't that why we go to a comedy club, to have fun and hopefully see something special, you'll do both of those things this week when you see Jonathan Gregory. Uh, and that's at JPSComedyClub.com, where the decorations are finally finished, not Christmas decorations. Don't get me started on that. Uh, but uh, the uh, out, outdoors out front, the signs up, and the walls are painted, and man, we're ready to do do So you go down and check it out. Other There's always other great shows and workshops going on at JPS as well. You can check them all out at JPSComedyClub.com. Although now that I'm trying to help Jim, now that I'm trying to be his friend, when I mentioned salt on a pizza and I'm going to let it go and move on, he mentions he puts pineapple on his pizzas. That means he's salting his pineapple. And that just sounds filthy. It sounds like a saying. Well, if that don't salt your pineapple, I don't know what does. So we got all that going on down there. Um, no politics today. But you know why? Because this show is your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. So we try to take a little break from all of that. Uh, I'm in a uh pretty raucous uh election myself uh campaign um and I wasn't even gonna do this this time. I thought, man, I'm busy, but uh, I'm running to be reelected on the for a, a board of directors seat by my homeowner association and um man, it has gotten wacky it has gotten wacky. there are people uh um, and you know what it is, and then you talk to people, you see them on the street, and you go hey, I was just it was just Facebook. I didn't mean it, I'm sorry. (laughs) And you feel like going, I meant it! But you don't, you don't. So it's gotten wacky. Uh, This is such a great place to live where I live, Maricopa Meadows. Granted, I'm 65 and this is a wonderful place to live if you're uh, still active, if you're still active and 65. Uh, We're active, we still got our business going, we ain't collected no retirement yet. We're saving up so that we can party hard in our 70s. Um, And I love living here. And uh, up until about two weeks ago, uh, I got nothing but friendly smiles in the neighborhood. Now I see people going, that, that's okay, they're talking around on Facebook. Da-da-da. So anyway, it's just a little nuts. And then, you know, the funny thing is when you step 100 yards away from it, you go, wow, what was all of that? Um, I love this place and I thought I would contribute and give back and no good deed goes unpunished. But either way, either way, it'll still be a great place to live. Let's get to the stuff. Here's what we're doing today. Okay, Now, I have no new bobbleheads, and as anyone who's ever watched this podcast before knows, and on YouTube, you can see the back of the heads. YouTube people have an advantage over Facebook and Comedy Schools, radionetwork.com people. Um, I have no new bobbleheads. I do not collect bobbleheads. I do rescue bobbleheads. They're found at swap meets by the side of the road, left in cages down on the border, Goodwill stores, what have you. Sometimes a little cracked and frayed and torn. Now, the other day, while my grandson Sullivan was here, he got every one of the bobbleheads down from where they had just been kind of put in a wild fashion over here. You can't see over here, but I'm pointing over here, and organized them all and rated them, organized and rated from the coolest to, the okay, 10 being best. There was nothing below a seven because they're bobbleheads. Bobbleheads can't be below a seven on a cool factor. But now it looks a lot neater. Oh, he's got all the baseball ones with the baseball ones and uh, the football ones and football ones and all of that. And then you realize that um, sometimes as adults, we get caught up in this shit. People who collect things. I'm collecting matchbox cars. I'm collecting beanie babies. I'm collecting bobbleheads. The kids get them and go, toys to play with. And that's what they really are. Uh, So we got two of them here that we've shown you before. Two bobbleheads that we have shown you before. But we're going to choose which of the two is the coolest. Now I've rated one of these. Uh, I've rated one of these a ten plus, and the other one a ten. That's what I've done. Okay, a ten plus and a ten. But you're going to decide. So the first bobblehead we're going to talk about, I've showed this to you way back at the beginning of the beginning of this podcast months ago. We started this at the pandemic, just to have something to do. Now we got too much to do. Here it is, James Dean. Now that's a James Dean. You can see the name there. I know it's backwards on Facebook. That is a James Dean bobblehead. That's your first bobblehead. No, this is not my first. My my first. That is not my first bobblehead. uh, All right. Yes. So um, the producer of the show, who happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisick, has said that this is my first bobblehead. That is not true. It would seem like it. But way back when I went to an L.A. Clippers basketball game in like 2001 and got a Darius Miles, which is sitting over here, bobblehead. That was the very first bobblehead I remember owning. You got to remember I drank in my younger years. I might have had a bunch of bobbleheads back in uh, 1982 and, that, and traded them in for an eight ball. Um, and then I got a Dodger bobblehead, which, Cheryl, I gave to my nephew, Evan, when he was little. And then when he got older, and that's what happens with bobbleheads, Uh, I I got a Dodger bobblehead and I gave it to Evan, okay? And then when he got older, he goes, hey man, you kind of cleaned up my room. Do you want the bobblehead back? And I took it back. I rescued the bobblehead. That was probably the beginning of bobblehead rescue. Now, the first thing that we bought adding to that rescue was this James Dean bobblehead bought at a yard sale right here on my very street. There it is, James Dean. James Dean, who made three films that shook the world. Rebel Without a Cause, East of Eden, and giant. Uh, he is still the standard by which most male actors compare themselves today. Stunningly good, unique, honest, emotionally raw, authentic American actor, died far too soon in a car crash somewhere out in the California desert in a poor spider. James Dean, pretty cool, show him again. James Dean, pretty cool. Now here is the next bubblehead. This man did not die in a car crash in the desert. And this man did not make three iconic movies. But he's done a lot in his life. Okay? And here it is. This is the Tony Visick bobblehead. You can see that. Now, a little bit about this bobblehead. Okay? There's only three of them in the entire world. I own two. Two. Kevin Brown, who's watching right now, owns one. He won it at the giant raffle on the inaugural weekend of JP's Comedy Club. That's a Tony Vizick bobblehead. I am the host of this show. I have done this show. I own ComedySchools.com. I've been on Evening at the Improv three times. I've been on Showtime. Granted, it was all in the 90s. But I've done those things. Also, I lived in a river cabin in Missouri. And I've been to a lot of Grateful Dead shows. That's my resume. His resume, three movies. Mine, three appearances on Evening at the Improv. Which... Is the cooler bobblehead James Dean or Tony Visick? You decide. Okay, now you can decide today. You can put it in here right now. We're also going to put it in the, um, in the remarks when we post this up on Facebook Live. But there it is James Dean, iconic film star, Tony Visick, podcast host, been on Arts and Entertainment Network. Which is the cooler bobblehead? That is the question of the day. That's what we've got to show you. That's what we've got to say. So uh, you, like I said, you can make your decisions now. Uh, Chucky Lee goes with James Dean. And God damn you, Chucky. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what, man? You can you know, and, uh, It doesn't hurt my feelings. It doesn't bother me one darn bit. We've got one vote for James Dean. All right. Once again, let me show you the Tony Vizic bubble bobblehead. Look at that. Which, uh, and it's, it's a little pliable right there. And it's got a microphone. And the head bobbles really well. Okay. I'd like to point out that uh, James, Dean, James Dean does uh, not have a microphone. There is no microphone, just a head that bobbles, okay? And the rest of it, there's no anything extra, all right? And it's a little heavy, and if you carried it too long, it'd probably hurt your thumb. Just saying. So, we got one vote for James Dean. Uh, so, right now, it's one to nothing. Uh, he says it needs longer hair. Yeah, I know. Well, we couldn't get the ponytail put on the back, but we did get the gray. We got the gray, and we got the beard, and we got the microphone. I mean, not everything gonna be perfect, Chuck, it's an imperfect world, and we all got to learn how to live with another a little better. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the music, shall we? And while we're doing that, if you want to continue, talk about bobbleheads or comedy club owners that put salt on their pineapple pizza. Kevin Brown says, the bobblehead that is the coolest is the one that I have. That is correct. I will go with that. And that happens to be one of three in the entire world, a Tony Visick bobblehead. And to just show you that sometimes people are good in the world, And decent and kind. Uh Kevin Brown the other night showed up at J.P.'s Comedy Club and brought me a bobblehead. Uh, Brought me a bobblehead and it was a Larry Fitzgerald. That's pretty cool. Uh, Kevin Brown says, one of three, not multiple thousands. That's right. It is a rarity. Angela Fox says, Tony, because it's your show, but my sea monkey bobblehead is better. You know, first off, I almost have to disqualify that remark, Angela. And I have to disqualify it because um the sea monkey bobblehead is not involved in this particular contest so you have to choose uh, so i'm assuming angela since you say uh because it's your show that you go with the tony Vizick bobblehead that's two for tony Vizick, one for james dean also keep in mind james dean and i have uh, something in common that's true james dean and i have something in common no, it's not that he liked men. So uh, what we have in common is that we both studied acting with Lee Strasberg himself. He studied uh, acting with him at the uh, at the Actor Studio, and I studied acting with Lee Strasberg at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute. So there is a through line here from James Dean to Tony Visick. James Dean to Tony Visick. Both men went to Hollywood. Both men, John Collins says you're both dead. Oh, oh ow, ow, ow. Uh, let's see, uh, what do we got here? Check it, Lee says, uh, with pin hair tail, Tony uh, Bob clearly wins. Virgie Frank is watching. Uh, Daniel Wayne's late to the party. Dan, we're which is the cooler bobblehead, James Dean or Tony Visick? James Dean or Tony Visick? The thing we have in common is we both studied acting with Lee Strasberg. James Dean had a very short career, and I have gone on to incredible fame and fortune by hosting a podcast from Maricopa, Arizona. Virgie Pranks is beautiful. Thank you, Virgie. And Virgie, we always appreciate seeing our relatives from Illinois tuning in. Um, uh, uh, Daniel Wayne says, I've been to James Dean's high school school in Indiana. That's right. James Dean and I are both from the Midwest. He's from Indiana. I'm from Missouri. We both studied acting with uh, Lee Strasberg. We both owned Porsches. He wrecked his. I blew up the engine in mine. There's a lot, a lot here. And so a lot of people think I'm just I'm trying to figure out because there is a connection between James Dean and Tony Visick There's a real connection. Uh, right now, <coughs> I just sneezed right on camera. Uh, it's not COVID. It's um, a lot of dog hair and cat hair in one very small room. Uh, and here, once again, Daniel Wayne says, only because you're my mentor, so I say you. Uh, yeah, but I... To be honest, I mean, if you didn't know who either one of these guys were, if you didn't know who Tony Visek was, who's been on Arts and Entertainment three times, uh, seven-minute sets for a total of 21 minutes, or James Dean, who made three movies for a total of about six hours, seven hours, okay? And you look at both of these, which one would you say is the Cooler hood? All right, uh, John Cowan went to different schools together. We studied with the same dude together, John Cowan. The same dude, Lee, not Leo Strasberg. If you don't know who Lee Strasberg is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he was the Methodist acting guru of the 20th century. Uh, he taught James Dean, Al Pacino, and Tony Visick. We like to say two out of three ain't bad because Al and I are still working. And if you ever see the movie The Godfather 2, he plays the Jewish gangster Hyman Roth. I got to get to, how much time do I have left, Cheryl? About 10 minutes. I got 10 minutes. We can keep talking about the bobbleheads or uh, salty pineapples or whatever it is you people want to talk about or, or how do you get tickets to see John Gregory this weekend in a safe social distance club, you can only have 50% capacity, but you still have incredible fun. In you get there by going to jpscomedyclub.com. Uh, but we got to get to the music. One more comment here, Daniel Wayne. They are using James Dean in an upcoming movie via hologram, hologram, hologram. I read that. I read that. Uh, and uh, Daniel says there's an article on it. Well, why don't you, um, why don't you record yourself reading it, Daniel, and put it on Facebook, and we'll all listen. Um, he's dead. Here's who we're going to recommend today, and she's not dead. Okay, and we've talked about this woman on the show before uh, Miss Emmy Lou Harris. Emmy Lou Harris, the stunning, the incredible, the important Emmy Lou Harris. And this is a young Emmy Lou Harris. Look at her just looking cute as a bug, standing out in front of a country home somewhere. My, my, my. The name of this album is Roses in the Snow, it came out in 1979. Amy Lou Harris is one of the most important voices in American music, stretching from the last half of the 20th century into the 21st century. One of the most perfect, beautiful, stunning voices. Her, uh, the music she encompasses rock, country, bluegrass, Americana, uh, and much, much more. Starting out as a uh, young girl um, who uh, quit college and went to New York City to hang out in the Greenwich Village folk scene, rose up out of that, recorded her first album, but then went on to do some incredible stuff with uh, the legendary mythological Graham Parsons of the Flying Burrito Brothers. They did a CD together that uh, can still make you weep when you listen to the songs. You know, their version of Love Hurts uh, is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Uh, And of course, I became familiar with the song Poncho and Lefty by hearing her version of it. She did so many things. She started out singing folk music, went on to do duets with Graham Parson, then formed her own band, which eventually became known as the Hot Band, originally with lead guitarist James Burton, who was Elvis's uh, guitar player, but then left to go back with Elvis. Then the incomparable Albert Lee joined, and she made a string of records that uh, encompassed bluegrass and country. She also recorded duets with uh, Dolly Parton and Linda Ronstadt Hold on, the control room was telling me that three people would not be a duet. That is correct. Maybe it'd be a truet, a trio, a trio. Uh, stunning stuff, Linda Ronstadt, she uh, sang backup on many people's songs, was a guest artist on hundreds of records. Uh, like I said, her version of, pa- of uh, Poncho and Lefty uh, will leave you in tears, so perfect. Uh, her version of uh, uh, C'est La Vie with the old folks you never can tell, uh, the old Chuck Berry tune, uh, gives it a Cajun flavor that makes the song all new. Here's what we're going to recommend from this album. And hopefully by listening to this, that you'll then, if you don't know Emmy Lou, you'll reach out and listen to more of her stuff. Um, her big hit album, by the way, was Luxury Liner. So if you want to check that out. But from the 1979 album, Roses in the Snow, we're recommending two songs, uh, Wayfaring Stranger, which is a uh, traditional... Uh, folk song done by many 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 people uh, countless people it's a traditional song and then on side two there's a song to just a just a toe tap and jump up out of your chair and dance badly uh country stomp named uh, i'll go Steppin' two. it's a definitely a fun dance tune so by recommending these two songs you get that soulful otherworldly sound of Emily Lou harris and you also get just the fun part of her where she's singing something that just makes you smile and move. Uh, please check her out. Like I said, man, all you have to do is Google her. You find out all kinds of stuff. But we're putting up two links for you. Two links for you. Okay? And one being Wayfaring Stranger and the other one being uh, I'll Be uh, Stepping Too." And um, they're going to be right here in the comments section. And also when I uh, put the titles and stuff on this show... Uh, right after we go off the air. I'll make sure that they're uh, up there as well. Check it out. You'll have fun listening. Uh, John Collins is awesome choice. Thank you. Uh, I think Liz had a Randy Stanger is watching. Randy Stanger is a great guy who uh, is a good friend of mine who uh, appeared occasionally in the, um, considered one of the greatest television shows of all time next to the wire, Deadwood. Deadwood. And is also one hell of a fisherman. Randy, every time I see you, you're posting new pictures of you out on the ocean in some boat with some giant fish. And we just want to say hi to you, buddy. And I hope everything's going well back in L.A. Can't wait to get back there and visit you all. Uh, Liz, uh, just asked if we have any uh, Aznavour, Charles Aznavour. I'm familiar with him. I like him. I don't know. I'll have to dig into the collection. I don't have any of him. I do have Edith Piaf as far as great French singers. Uh, probably four great French singers that Americans would know. Johnny Holiday, who was considered the Elvis of France. Um, Marie Chevalier, okay? Charles Azenor, Az, Aznavour, and Edith Piaf. And I do have Edith Piaf music. And we, uh, we'll probably talk about her in an in upcoming show. All right. You know what? I think I'm done for the day. We've talked about bobbleheads. I showed you two bobbleheads. I don't know what you people want from me. One bobblehead's not enough for you people. I think uh, if we uh, go back and look at the chat, that on the uh, the question of which is the cooler bobblehead, Tony Vizick or James Dean, that we're going with uh, Tony Vizick. Tony Vizick won. I'm not saying that I won. I'm saying that this bobblehead won. Okay, we pointed out the uh, connections between James Dean. The connections. Uh, both young men from the Midwest went to Los Angeles to find our way in the world. Both studied acting with uh, Lee Strasberg. Uh, both owned Porsches. He wrecked his. I blew my, mine up. Uh, he made three movies and I was on Evening at the Improv three times. So, you can always find a connection somewhere. You know, there's six degrees of separation. I'm saying that there's actually for most of the world now, five degrees from Tony Visick. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with more thrilling tales from yesteryear. That'll tlat tlat t t t t t t t t t t t t